Hello, everyone. My name is Linda Killian. I'm a teaching pastor at New Covenant Christian Church in Wilkesboro, North Carolina, and you are listening to Inspire. I'm so glad you've joined me today. We're starting part four of this podcast series called Plans. If you've missed the previous three, take some time and start from the beginning and get caught up on this wonderful story of Joseph. When we left Joseph last, he was working for Potiphar. Joseph is the administrator of everything in his master's house. Potiphar has entrusted Joseph and given him access to everything he owns. Well, almost everything. We find out in our story today, Potiphar has a wife, and she is up to no good. As we dig in today's story, we find Genesis 38 tells us that Joseph was well-built and very handsome. And that, right there, gets the attention of Potiphar's wife. She's watching him come and go from the house, come and go from the fields, and she decides that is what she wants. And from that moment on, she begins her unrelenting sexual harassment of Joseph. She repeatedly tried to lure him into bed. And let me tell you, there's no shame in that girl's game. She didn't just make innuendos or flirt with him or subtle hints. She didn't go and meet him at the door and make small talk as he walked through the house. Oh, no. She outright says to him, Come to bed with me, Joseph. And this is her plan of action every day, constantly, repeatedly, in hopes of wearing him down. But time after time after time, Joseph refused her. One day, as she's pursuing him, Joseph just stopped dead in his tracks, looked at her, and said, Look, since I've been in charge, my master, your husband, doesn't worry or concern himself about anything in this house. Everything he owns, he has entrusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you, because you are his wife. Now then, how could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? Joseph made it absolutely clear to her that he's going to honor his master Potiphar, but his sin of being with her would be against God. So, what do you think? You think she stopped and realized her wicked ways and decided she's not going to accost him anymore? Oh no, the Bible says she pursued him all the more. So Joseph has to stop right here and take inventory on how he's been approaching this problem. Let's see, he's been polite to her in the beginning. Well, that didn't work. Now he's spoken to her very directly. That didn't work. So now Joseph would try his best to avoid her. If he saw her in one part of the house, he would go the other way. And if his servants were always around, that would be a good measure of safety for him. One day, he went into the house to attend his duties, and none of the servants were anywhere to be found. But she quickly approached him, grabbed his arm, held it tight, and said to him, Come to bed with me, Joseph. But he turned the opposite direction, took off running so fast that he came out of his coat, and she's left standing there holding Joseph's coat. And now her anger has devised a plan. She begins to scream, and her servants come running to see what in the world is wrong with her. 
She tells them that Joseph had come into the house and told her he wanted to go to bed with her, and when she screamed, he ran. But see, he left his coat. Now she's got proof that he was there. She realizes Joseph is not going to succumb to her temptations. What was once lust for him has now turned into hate towards him. His rejection of her has now turned to scorn, and she's going to make him pay for what he didn't do for her. Her husband is due home soon, and she's got to make this look good. The tears have got to be real, and the blame has got to be directed away from her. When Potiphar returns home, she's still holding his coat, and her tears are flowing. She tells Potiphar, that Hebrew slave that you brought here came to attack me, and when I screamed, he ran. Taking the spotlight off of herself, she has now placed the blame, not only on Joseph, but on her husband too. How convenient. Now she gets to be the instigator and the victim of her own story. Now we're gonna take a sidebar here because I want you to see two things. Joseph has two coats stripped from him so far. The pit experience coat and now the house experience coat. And neither experience was any fault of his own. And what I want you to see is sometimes things are stripped from us and we're not at fault. We might look at it as if we're being punished or demoted, but let me tell you, promotion is from the Lord. And just like Joseph, we have to stay with the process of our life. Sometimes we won't let go of something and we might settle in our where we are. So God may need to remove it from us or remove something from us so He can get us to His where we are to be. Secondly, she tells Potiphar, that Hebrew slave you brought to us reminded me of another person in the Bible that blamed God when it was his own action and choice that got him thrown out of a garden. Remember Adam in the garden, he and Eve? They have eaten the forbidden fruit, realized they are naked, clothed themselves with leaves, and now they're hiding in the bushes. God comes to walk with them in the cool of the evening as He always did, and He asks, where are you? Because they weren't in the where that they met Him each day. And Adam responds in fear, and it's the first time we hear fear mentioned. And Adam says, we heard you walking in the garden. We were afraid and hid ourselves because we were naked. God responded with, who told you you were naked? And Adam, who now knows what evil is, because he has eaten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, decides to blame God for the whole thing when he says, that woman you gave me, like I wouldn't have eaten from that tree had you not given me that woman, or I would have never disobeyed you if she wasn't here. Here we have another instigator who wants to be the victim. And we could camp out right there and talk a lot more about that, but our story is not that today. Let me get back to Potiphar. Potiphar knew the character of Joseph, and I believe he knew his wife too. How could this woman say things to Joseph day in and day out and the household not know what she was doing? 
But here's another beautiful thing about God. His plans and place for us and for Joseph are right on time. Potiphar must do something to Joseph because an attack on an owner's wife, that's cause for death. But Potiphar puts Joseph in prison instead, and not just any prison. It was the place where Pharaoh's prisoners were confined. We're going to see how God has perfectly placed Joseph in the place for his next connection. I'm so sorry we've got to leave the story right here today. In our next Podcast 5, we'll follow Joseph into the prison as God gives him a gift that will take him another step closer to Pharaoh's court. Until our next time on Inspire, remember, God is absolutely crazy about you.